It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Jedi and Germs, a weekly podcast brought to you by Spreaker. I'm Alan Zog, the Jedi, and he is the movie guy, the pop culture king, John English, the Germs guy. John, how are you? I'm doing well, and thank you, Mr. Zog. And now let me introduce you to the man who needs no introduction, the reigning, defending, undefeated, undisputed, best producer of any podcast in the world... Devin Masters! I told you. I told you. I told you, you know, last week. Uh, I told you last week. And John might want to add the psychic best producer in the world. Because wow. I knew, guys, I knew it was going to go like this. That's true. He did, true. and now we have to live with this. Uh, I mean, how long, how long are you going to go like this on the show today, Devin? Just curious. All episode, you're going to get this <laughs> tone from me. For every single thing that I talk about, you will hear me talking to you like this. Uh, well, it, to be fair, I don't think anybody expected Donovan to be gone the entire week or Rudy to be gone the entire week. So 0 and 4 happened, but we also were missing the two best players on the team. Nobody expected that. Nobody. Well, Devin expected that. Oh, he did not. It was a guess. <laughs> yes, not giving him that. I'll I give him that. Did I? Thank I'm, you. I'm going to give John. you. Oh, I'll give you the 0 and 4. I will not give you that. You knew Donovan and Rudy would be out the entire week. No way. No way. <laughs> uh, anyways. However. Anyway. However, he got there. He got there. All right, so, let's do this. We, Jazz are 0 and 4 without Don and Rudy, right? Jazz went 0 and 4. It, w- it was the roughest week on the schedule anyway, but to not have either of those guys, I mean, I thought I thought one or two of them would be back for most of it, but no, they were gone the entire time. They went 0 and 4. Uh, you know, the other guys had to step up and by stepping up it meant not getting completely blown out, but yeah, they they lost every game. They are now two and ten of their last twelve. They are in free fall without their best players, as most teams would be. Um, but they have lost their guys during some of the hardest parts of the schedule. So, you know, now it's a matter of where do they go from here. Uh, Rudy is going to be out for at least the next game. Don is questionable for the next game. So Which he is may tonight, or may by not the way. play. And it is as people are listening to this, they most of them will know that. The Minnesota game happened, and we'll see, you know, if Don played or not, and if they were able to somehow pull this off. Um, the Jazz can't take a single team for granted um, as long as Rudy is nope. out. And you know, Minnesota Timberwolves are twenty-four and twenty-five. Um, they've gone through their own, you know, 
missing people from COVID. They're fairly healthy right now. Um, you know, it's at Minnesota. Do they win without Ru- If they don't have Rudy and Don, then I think they'll probably lose tonight. If they have Don, then I think there's a chance. But, yeah, they're 1-7 without when Rudy doesn't play. So it's all going to hinge on And they're himself. in 2-10 in their last 12. So, I mean, they haven't been playing good for the last 12, 12 games and really for a little longer than that, honestly. Well, there was a stat uh, a couple weeks ago where someone pointed out that of the 25 biggest upsets of NBA games so far, Jazz were on the wrong end of them and on the wrong end of like 36% of all the upsets. Um, Jazz had a pretty easy schedule early. They lost a lot of games they should not have. They lost to Indiana twice. They lost to Detroit. They lost to Houston. I mean, these games are just embarrassing ones they shouldn't have lost. And that was when they had one of the easiest schedules. So the Jazz right now, they're fourth in the West. Uh, They they could slide to fifth or sixth the way they're going. Um, But if they could just get everyone healthy back, you know, they are 29 and 13 when Rudy plays. So right. they're still a good team, but it's just a matter of when are you getting everybody back? They're they're only one game. Mavericks are only one game out of fifth uh, out of fourth now. Jazz are only one game ahead of the Mavs. They're only two games ahead of the Denver Nuggets. So you know, if Rudy misses another week or two, Jazz could find themselves in the sixth seed that quickly. Oh, and that's I mean it. What have we got to say? There's not much you can say about that. It's just it it. The Jazz have showed, I'll tell you what, this last week against the teams they did play, they showed some fight. I mean, both games against Denver came down to the very the very end, to some final bat buckets. Um, but without Rudy, yeah, they couldn't get over the hump. Without Donovan, even. I, I wonder if Donovan had played, if maybe there was a better chance of winning. But obviously, Rudy was missed in, that, in those two games. But I felt like at least one of those was winnable if we had Don or Rudy. Um, because they really did, they really were close, and I thought the Jazz defense was halfway decent for most of those two games. Well, the all all the games were, you know, they only lost to the Warriors by two. They lost Phoenix by six, and then by seven eight. was it or eight? Okay, so those were all three single digit losses, and then the Grizzlies' loss was by ten. That could have been single digits except for the last few seconds. But, you know, they fought. They were in there. But they just they just don't have the depth to overcome their best players being out. No, they don't. All right, so our schedule upcoming week. Um, we got Minnesota tonight. What other games we got before Sunday next week? Uh, road game with Minnesota t- tonight and then Wednesday. And, well, then we're beginning the large home stretch. But the first two games are Denver and Brooklyn. Uh, Jazz have been able to play really well against Denver, especially when they have their guys. So, you know, if Fruity's back by then, I feel like I feel pretty good about that game. Um, and then it's it's the Nets, the Knicks, the Warriors, the Magic, and the Rockets. That that is a roller coaster of a home stretch. And it's hard to make predictions on any of these games because you just don't know who's gonna play. So you know, I I think any any game Rudy does not play doesn't matter who the opponent is. Jazz are probably going to lose it. So the way this right. season has gone, um, so it all hinges on him. It all hinges on him coming back. And even when he comes back, he's not. He, the Jazz aren't this unbeatable force. They've shown that they can lose to anybody, <laughs> even yeah, when they're no, healthy. They so 
Yeah. All right, Devin, the floor is yours for a minute. Any thoughts additionally on this last week, other than you've already reminded us who called it, but uh, this last week and future week, what do, what do you got? Well, let's go right into predictions, guys. Let, let, I mean, what can I say I told you? Uh, but going forward, going forward, I'm going to tell you again. And I'm going to tell you that this losing streak is going to end. Okay? We got three games this week. Jazz go one and two. Okay. You're calling the loss against Brooklyn, I take it. Are you calling tonight a loss or a win? Well, here's my hope with, with Brooklyn, okay? My hope is that the uh, the Utah State Legislature finally realizes that they can do some good and implements a vaccine mandate, <laughs> and we get Kyrie Irving out of that lineup. Nice. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You can do some good for the team, and we can use all the help we can get right now. Yeah. All right. Just a thought. Just a thought. Um, no, I, I there. There's been some fight in this team. There's been some awfulness in this team. Um, even if, when we get our our two superstars back, something needs to change because what is happening is not working. So with the trade deadline, oh, eleven days away. Is that right? Yeah. February tenth. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm hoping there's a move. Something's got to change. I, I just, you, you know, you've got this window here, guys. You've got right. this window with, with Donovan and Rudy. And assuming that you keep both guys on your roster, you don't want to waste right. that window. And I feel like with how the team is performing right now, that is wasting the window. Right. And I think John okay. agrees because he's over there slamming things around like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, well, I was I was just looking some stuff up, but um, I, I do think they need a change. And I need, think the change needs to be more than um, picking up Daniel House for the rest of the season, which is one thing I kind of hope they do. Yeah, um, same here. But I think they've just shown, even, even when they were healthy, they've shown that they're just not that good at close games. And they're really exposed without their best players. And so it just looks like it looks like depth is still an issue. I mean, the Jazz is built like a, a Jenga tower. Every piece needs to be there. And you take out too many pieces and the whole thing falls apart. They need everybody healthy and playing well. If everyone's healthy and playing well, then they're a championship team. But eh, you need everything to be just right for that to happen. And... Yeah, I what, I thought it was funny. I think you, Daddy, tweeted out that the Jazz are ten and twelve since Danny Ainge joined the organization, and it got a lot of people angry. It is, you know, correlation isn't causation type of tweet, but uh-huh. I thought it was amusing. But yeah, it's like Danny gets there, he's got to look around, and he's like, okay, this this team obviously is not going to win a championship this year the way it's currently constituted and the way health was going. So. Something needs to happen. I don't know how dramatic it could possibly be because Jazz are kind of limited in their assets on what they can send back. Yep. Uh, but I think something's got to happen. Play, players players have to go back and possibly cash, but players are really your only options. There's not enough picks, not enough valuable picks to send. So, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, 
I'm going to be ever the optimist in that same Jazz go two and one this week. Okay, okay, John. What, what was what's your prediction on uh, on games here? Um, I think I think they will pull off a Minnesota win, and then I do think they'll win one of the Denver Brooklyn games. So I'll go two and one as well. I was just looking at Minnesota and D'Angelo Russell. Russell's questionable for tonight, and if he doesn't play, uh, Minnesota's two and nine when Russell doesn't play. That's a stat I like. Um, if he does play, it's going to be a lot closer. Um, Pat Bev is also questionable for tonight, so maybe something can happen there. Um, right. Denver, I'm rooting for. I, I'm going to guess two and one, assuming that Rudy's going to be back for the Denver game, and then Jazz will split between Denver and Brooklyn. Guys, okay. guys, I told you. You did last week. I told you, and this week I went first with predictions. All you had so to do you... was follow me. No, <laughs> when I, I'm not, we're not going to follow you, Devin. It's okay. We're not going to follow you. I haven't. I told you so later when we hit Devin's quick hits, but it's okay. We'll get there. We're we're so, not going to talk about that. Let's, yeah, uh, yes, let's, yes, let's, we will. Let's talk NBA. Are, are is there <laughs> NBA news? Uh, yeah, let's jump into NBA news. Uh, John, All Star starters. Yes. Something's going to change. Um, okay. I have issue with one player. One. I think everybody has issue with one player. But yeah. let's just do the East. <laughs> the East um, East went about how I thought it was, and that's fine. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is a small forward, so he should not have been in the guard options. But he was, and he gets in. So the East starters are a backcourt of DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young, and forwards of Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. West... Your starting guards are Steph Curry and John Morant, and your starting front court is LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Andrew Wiggins. And uh, those guys, it's like Wiggins, he's only scoring 18 points a game. He's the third best player on the Warriors. But, you know, Steph Curry rises all ships, and the Warriors were also helped from a K-pop ambassador they signed, who started a campaign to make Andrew Wiggins a starter that went viral, it went everywhere. And so he got enough votes from the fans that the way they've weighted it, um, it's 50% fan voting, 25% players, and 25% media. Um, he got so many votes from the fans that even though the media um, clearly picked Rudy Gobert third, it wasn't enough to get him into the All-Star starters because he just did not get enough fan votes. And so, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is your starter. And I bet you next year they do something to make it a little more like one-third, one-third, one-third or something. Cause yeah, they need to. I don't think he would have made the All-Star reserves, and yet he's I, a starter. So, okay. I'm, I'm, I, the Wiggins thing... Like, I'll give Wiggins credit, and and perhaps Steve Kerr deserves more credit. Wiggins has has done a good job with his career with Golden State. A guy who I, I everybody saw maybe was never going to be much of anything has turned out to be a solid rotational player and has played well. He's not all star. Now, on the flip side, I am could not be happier for John Morant. The guy deserves it, especially with the way he's been playing this season and with the way Memphis has been. So kudos to give Jaw that that to start in the um, all-star game. 
Yeah, you can't argue so. with Jaw. Twenty six points a game, six point eight assists, six rebounds, one point three steals. Yep. He's just he's just been a stud and Memphis is third in the West. So yeah, I, I think everybody else yep. deserves it. Um LeBron, even though the Lakers are kind of crappy, his numbers are good. You know, Trey Young, the Hawks, I think they're still like eleventh in the East, but his numbers look really good. So, you know, it I if anything, my second choice probably would have been had someone else besides Trey get that second spot. Although I think third was Zach. I'd have to go back and look. That would seem kind of weird, but right, right. But yeah, I mean, any, that's fine. Except for that one. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, All Star game? I'm sure, or All Star starters. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm well, willing yeah. to bet you're with us on Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first, let me say that I believe LeBron passed Kareem on total points. Uh, in NBA history over the past week. Um, You know, that includes playoffs, of course. So, yeah, I mean, the guy in his, this is 18 straight starts. And uh, I feel like LeBron's probably going to go 20. I expect 20 straight all-star starts for LeBron James. Uh, The Andrew Wiggins thing can be summed up in a comment that I saw on President Joe Biden's Instagram. I can't remember what the the Instagram was for, but I was going through the comments because sometimes I like to just see the entire country falling apart at the seams. Um, And here's what it said. It said, do something about the Wiggins situation. And I thought that was hilarious because I feel like Joe Biden needs to put out an executive order and not allow this to happen because it is a travesty <laughs> against everything that is American. And I don't just say that because Wiggins is from Canada. There you go. <laughs> it's so bad, guys. It is, it is so bad. There are at least 10 other players, at least. And I don't can't even name off the top of my head, but I guarantee you there are at least... 10 other players that are more deserving than Andrew Wiggins. Well, I mean, when I was looking at the numbers, I saw Andrew Wiggins is just slightly better than Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, that those are the numbers he's putting up. Really good vet player, really valuable to his team. Not an all-star. No, no. All right, that's enough all-star talk. Let's move over to do a quick uh, rundown of the standings, John. Yeah, uh, I think it was only a week ago where I said the Jazz still would be first in the East. Uh, but when you go on four, you wouldn't even be good enough to be first in the East. So, But they would be in the hunt. But in the East, your number one team is the 32-18 and 18 Miami Heat. Uh, second is the Bulls. Third is the Sixers. Fourth is the Cavaliers. Actually, Philly and Cavs are tied for third as of this moment. And then Bucks are right in there. They just have one more win and one more loss than those two. So that's all really clumped together. And then Brooklyn is clear down at sixth, although Brooklyn's only two and a half games out of first. You're playing teams. I mean, that's this. It's like it's like the East is just so close together still. Hornets are the seventh seed, and yet they are only four games out of first. Eighth is Raptors. Ninth is Celtics. Tenth is Hawks. Hey, Hawks are tenth. Um, and then your lottery teams are the Wizards, who've lost five in a row, uh, Knicks, who've lost three in a row, and then Pacers, Pistons, Magic. Um, so there's there's going to be a lot of 
a lot of drama in the East. That's actually pretty exciting to be following the East. One, you know, one comment I'll make on the East, <clears throat> two teams that continue, continue to be just solid, solid, so good teams is Chicago and Cleveland. And, and to me, the, there's good stories with there because look at we're far removed from where they were just bottom dwellers. And both of them have shown they're really solid defensively and, and, and are playing extremely well and probably deserving right where they are. Yeah, Chicago, um, they're struggling lately because Lonzo Ball is out, Alex Caruso's out, um, and even Derek Jones Jr., who is who had cracked their rotation, he's got uh, an injured finger, so he's going to miss some time too. So, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna struggle to stay up where they are. In fact, they are three and seven of their last ten, and yet they're still second in the East. So, yeah, that's how strong they've been early in the season. But yeah, all that whole area is it's it's going to be exciting basketball throughout the rest of the year. Uh, West is a little more spread out. Um, there's still going to be a lot of moving parts here. Uh, number one is the Suns at 39 and nine. Um, let me emphasize that again. The number one team in the East is the Heat at 32 and 18. The number one team in the West is the Suns at 39 and nine. Uh, Warriors are second. They're three games back. Grizzlies are third. Jazz are fourth. Mavs are fifth. Nuggets are sixth. But there's only two games separating Jazz and Nuggets. And then Three and a half games behind the Nuggets for seventh is the Clippers. Minnesota is eighth. Lakers is ninth. Blazers, tenth. And then your lottery teams are Spurs, Pelicans, Kings, Thunder, and Rockets. Um, Kings have been reeling. Kings need to make a, tra- make a trade. Um, and I will also say that there is uh two and a half games between Blazers and Spurs for 10th and 11th. Um that's looking a little bit more set is you know the west feels very tiered. The top 6 teams are the top 6 teams 7 through 10. There's decent separation for those four teams and then the bottom five lottery teams there's separation there. So it feels like everyone's going to stay in their brackets where they are now. It's just a matter of where they're going to place in where they are now. So I, I one thought on the West is, um, it, it, and you mentioned the Kings. Uh, word the other day, the Kings have withdrawn themselves from the Ben Simmons lottery conversation. I say lottery because it's just fun to say it that way. So um, we still don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons by the trade deadline. And I'm already starting to think he's just going to stay in Philly and not play the rest of the season. But I don't know. I think I think Morey's holding out for the trade deadline. And... Whatever the Kings have been offering, he's he's thinking he's going to be getting something better. I at this point, I just don't I don't get what he's waiting for. I just have this, you know. I, I my prediction is if if he doesn't trade Ben Simmons at all and he goes a full year and he doesn't trade him till the off season, um, I think I think they're going to have some kind of karma and then Joel Embiid is going to have himself an unhealthy season the next year and then. There's going to be tons of criticism of Maury for wasting a really good Embiid year by not trading Simmons all year. It just seems like that's what's going on right now. I don't get how you can risk wasting an Embiid season. I mean, he is in his prime and he is healthy and he is made of glass, so you got to take advantage of this. And and he's in the MVP conversation again. Yeah, and there's there's plenty of teams that will offer talent for Ben Simmons. 
Yep. Despite Ben Simmons not playing and being Philly wants too much impressively stubborn child to refuse to play for Philly, but I mean, (laughs) and Philly wants way too much back. They want way too much back. I just don't. I I, I'm not seeing this play out well for Philly. I I I agree with everything you said, John. I just don't see it happening. I think Maury would rather have the criticism of not trading at all than making the wrong trade. I think he's terrified of making the wrong trade. I don't. I don't think there's a wrong trade to make. I mean, no. you you put some talent around Embiid, and you are you are a real contender, an yep. absolute real contender. And it, it's the same as what we've talked about with Donovan and Rudy. We were just talking yep. about wasting their prime, and that's what he's doing with Embiid. And it's it's just crazy. Yeah, it but. Is. I, I mean, if if let's say he holds out, let's say they work a deal and they land Harden, because I, I think that's what he has his eyes on is Harden again. Um, could could it pay off? Assuming that Embiid stays healthy, I, I I totally agree that there's that risk of him having a bad year, John. But wouldn't it? I mean, it could be worth it if you've got Harden next to Embiid, right? Like a Shaq and Kobe duo? Yeah. Um, The the whole Harden thing, it's been interesting because, you know, Harden has expressed unhappiness. And now there's rumors of that kind of floating around. And that, I don't know, it it seems convenient. (laughs) Seems convenient that, that, I mean, I, I get Harden's frustration with the Nets. He thought he was signing up with a big three. And this whole thing with Kyrie happened, and so he hasn't he hasn't signed his extension, and so he he could walk this summer. And if Maury's holding out for that, and he really thinks he can get that, okay, I get that. Um, if I was him, I'd rather just make that trade now. Um, but if he, it's really if he, question I mean, whether if he really wants to wait till the summer, I that is just so risky. But you know, that's a question that is of what Mark. It's a question of what Marks is willing to do in that trade, too. Let's be honest. Like, he's done a really good job at building Brooklyn, although look at where what's going on with them and Harden. But it, it, what's Marks willing to give up uh, or, or, or you know, how that work, trade works out between he and Maury if they were to really make a trade? That would be interesting to watch and see what happens. Yeah, Marks's problem is he, he thought he had this big three all locked up, and now right. you have... Kyrie and Harden without their extensions, both of those guys with player options, he could lose both of them this summer. You know, Kyrie, not as big a deal as Harden because Kyrie's just not playing and can't play and looks great when he does play. But the vaccine things, it's going to keep going. We we don't know where COVID's going. We we can get these, you know, Omega variants that just keep this thing going and going and keep risks coming up and we could see mandates going up and down. We, we just don't know. And that's just such a huge question mark with Kyrie that he's insisting he's right. still not going to get it. So yeah, I mean, Brooklyn, it looked like they had built themselves a super team and now suddenly it's all in flux. Um, you know, Patty Mills has a player option as well. And okay, actually, let me put it this way. The only guys who are under contract solidly, not including options for next year on Brooklyn, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, Javon Carter, and then you go got to go down to guys like Cam Thomas and De'Ron Sharp. 
everybody right. else is like free agents and uh three of your top five guys have player options they are they're they're built on a wobbly deck here um yeah. if you have kd then you're an instant contender you just got to get the right pieces around them Joe Harris is still an amazing shooter, but the health, it's not just Kyrie missing games. They've had health issues with everybody going, well, every team's had health issues with everybody going oh, yeah. there now. But yeah, it's, 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 it's been really interesting to see that unfold, that Brooklyn just seemed like locks. I think everybody, everybody at the beginning of the year said the best two teams are the Nets and the Bucks, and the majority would have picked the Nets to come out of the East, and yet they're sitting at sixth right now. You know what? I I think Brooklyn's going to be fine next season. I mean, if if you have Harden and Irving walk, I I think it, it's a destination to play. I mean, Katie is arguably the best player in the world. It, it's, I mean, almost a large percentage of people would say that he is. You're in a big market. You've you know, you've got all the eyes there. You're in New York City. Yep. So yep. I I think even if those guys walk, I think they'll be able to be a destination for free agents. Um, they'll have money to play with, right? You know, you can make some yeah. trades happen. You can do a sign and trade. Um we'll we'll see what happens. But I even if I'm Brooklyn, I'm not I'm not panicking right now. Let's see what we can do this season and go from there because Losing Kyrie and getting someone back who's going to play in all of your games might be a, a net positive. Agreed. Um, one thing I did want to go back to, guys. Alan mentioned the Kings and this whole Ben Simmons thing, and this is how we got over here. The the Jazz need to call need to call Sacramento. They 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 need to just call Sacramento. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. They have so many young, talented wings. Get someone. Just get someone out of Sacramento. Save their career. And in the process, it'll make the Jazz better. They can go get like a Harrison Barnes out of of, uh, Sacramento. That's huge. Yeah, it is. Oh, we'll have to see what happens. Like you said, we'll see how the Jazz fare around the trade deadline and what they can get, or if anything, uh, see who they're willing to to part ways with. So, well, uh, go ahead. I, guess, I was gonna say Jazz are limited in what they can do because they just don't own their uh, first round pick. Uh, they don't own right. it this year, and they don't own it two years from now, so they can't trade. So the earliest first they can trade is twenty twenty six. And Sacramento, I'm sure, is just looking for first-rounders in exchange for what they can offer. Um, I was actually looking at the free agents when it comes to teams like Brooklyn. It's like, okay, if Kyrie and Harden walk, what else is out there? The free agent crop does not look good this summer. There's going to be a lot of, like, role players. But you're in order of salary, um, you have John Wall, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. They all play our options. Um, Beal, I'm sure, is going to negotiate some kind of extension with Washington. That actually could be one to watch, too. Let's get closer right. to the trade deadline, see how the Wizards are going. Maybe this is when Beal finally moves is moved. Um, but then after that, you get it's 
I mean, Zach Levine, he's he's a pretty decent free agent. I can't imagine him leaving Chicago. Um, Chicago's been resurrected. I guess it depends on how they perform in the playoffs. Um, right. But then, you know, it's like Goran Dragic, who's just sitting on the bench in Toronto all year. Ricky Rubio, Andre Iguodala, Thad Joe Young, Ingles. Joe Ingles, Torian Prince. Uh, you know, it's it's not that great. It's... It's it's going to be really limited this year. So um, I, it looks to me like the real moves to make are at trade deadline because this summer I just yeah. don't see a lot happening. Agreed. At least as far as free agency goes. All right. Well, that's enough NBA. Uh, let's move over to Devin's quick hits. Devin? Uh, I, I don't have anything this week. Yes, you do. No, I really, really don't. Let's, come oh, on, let's talk. Let's let's talk NFL. We got the championship weekend. Talk it. All right. Um, so the 49ers are going to travel to face the Rams, who are going to beat them into the ground. Hey, whoa! You know what? Before <laughs> we do this, no one before, likes the 49ers. Before we do this, before we do this, who who did I pick in the Bengals Titans game? That's what I can't remember that one because otherwise. Outside it of the already Bills happened. Chiefs, I know, but outside of the Bills and Chiefs, I called the Rams over the Bucks. I called the Niners over the Packers, and here we are with no, the no, Rams no, and no, the Niners. No, 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 no! You can't call the the <laughs> Niners over the Packers. The game had already happened. Hey, no, 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 no! You can't say I told you so. The Jazz is zero and four, and not give me the I told you so in the Niners, Packers, and Rams Bucks game for sure. Alan, Alan, the Niners game happened on saturday we recorded on sunday oh, yeah that's true we did but still i you, you oh, can't I, come in here no. like hey so i what? predicted history so what i know it doesn't matter i still predicted sunday at least one of those games you guys were so i don't remember what you said Devin, but john was like you can't bet against a tom brady and you probably couldn't and he about brought him back but look who won look, that game look you can you just do it your own peril yeah. <laughs> Look, I uh, I I called the colonies over the British. Okay, I did. Okay, I did. fine. I, I yeah. called that. You know what? Stop it with this. I'm just going back to the entire weekend, whether we recorded last Sunday or not. Now, all right. You all want right. to talk right. Championship here's, here's, Sunday? This is Championship Sunday. Let's talk about it for a minute. Okay. Here, here's what we're gonna do. Last week, the games that had already happened both ended in a kick. The games yep. that happened on Sunday. We're both tied with under a minute. Or is that right? Yes, and yeah. one ended on a kick. Yeah, they, they, they did end it up. Uh, one ended on the kick. Uh, Matt Gay, yep. former U of U kicker. Yep. Um, ended that one. Well, I just want to say this. Those two games on Sunday were two of the best football games I've ever witnessed. Can we and, can we yeah. say that that might have been the best divisional round in history? Yeah, I, I think yep. it was. I think it yep. was. Um, because that Tom Brady comeback, like John was saying, was oh. was phenomenal. And then you just look down at the clock and you're like, oh, they're leaving them 39 seconds, I think it was. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? There's no way that the Bills and Chiefs game can match this. And it didn't match it, guys. It one-upped it. What was there like you three had, touchdowns in the minor in the final minute and a quarter or something like that? I, I think there were five in the last yeah, two something minutes. Like that. Yeah, I can't remember something like that. Buffalo scored, then Kansas City scored, then Buffalo scored, 
And then with 13 seconds, or I can't remember, 13, thir- 13, 13. seconds left, um, that they, they get the kick to tie it up. But yeah, th- there were three or five touchdowns, I think. Um, but it, it just, just wild. Just also, wild. overtime needs to be revisited because that game on Sunday was unfortunate the way it went. Absolutely. Overtime. Absolutely. Overtime yeah. NFL overtime is the worst overtime of anything. Just, yep, yep. And, and I don't even want college rules because I don't want them putting the ball anywhere. Just play an extra quarter. Yep. Another 15 minutes, right? Winner takes all. Or they don't even have to do a full quarter. I, yeah, do, I would do, do a full quarter. Minutes. I would just yeah, do I, each, each team gets a possession. As long yeah. as each team gets a possession, then you can go from there. So it's like if you score, you kick it, and then the other team, it's up to them whether and what they do from there. But the whole, just be, the Bills, because Josh Allen made the wrong call on the coin toss, he doesn't get a chance to even get back on the field. Yep. Right, right. Yep. But but here's the thing. I don't want the ball put at the 25 or the 30 or whatever they do in college. I I, I just want you to kick the ball off. Just march the field. Yeah, that, yeah. that's that's how I want it. I Each team gets a possession is fine, and if neither team scores on those possessions, then it goes up to. Well, I'd say you just do it till till you have a winner. You know, right. sudden death after that. Yep. But. Uh, I mean, unless you get something where it's like the Jets and the Lions. Right. Mm-hmm. Because because the game would never end, guys. They they just, yeah. like, keep punting the ball back and forth until, like, Monday Night Football rolled around. I would say you can even keep regular season overtime the way it is. Just playoffs. Mm, that's yeah. fair. Then yeah. we don't have to worry about the Jets or the Lions ever uh, having to deal with that. Nice. Yeah. I mean, we had we just had one tie game this season, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, I think that one. was it. So it it seems fine for the regular season. Um, I don't know if your if your team loses the coin toss, then maybe not. But I if they want to do that regular season too, it's just that playoffs that it just feels like they got to change something and yeah. i know i know it went it went viral how uh the chiefs tried to change it two or three years ago and the bills was one of the teams that voted against it yes 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 that's all ironic and everything but Oof. you know after the best weekend in nfl football ever <laughs> hopefully and they I, see you. that's the one and i need to change it and i'm sorry like if you change it in the playoffs i have no issue if they tie at the end of overtime and they have to play a, an extra period, just do it. Do it until somebody can stop the other team. I don't care if it goes three overtimes because it would have only added to the one of the best to, to the best divisional round in NFL history. But it, it, it and one of those teams ha- would have had to have not been able to to get a score in one of those ex, you know extended rounds. I just it, oh I care get it do away well, with sudden death. Do away with almost it anything would be better than what they have. Let's yep. be honest. It's about exactly. as bad as it can be right now. Just yep. make a change one way or another. Um, so we, we've got the we've got the Rams and we've got the Niners predictions. I'm, I'm obviously going with the Rams. We're. Uh, uh, I was going to say we're just everyone's clear. We're recording this. We're, it's about an hour before the first kickoff's going to happen today. Yes. So if everyone's listening, it's already happening. But we are doing this before the games have started. So. 
my my pick is going to be Rams and Chiefs. Um, yeah. yeah. I that, that's I, that's where I'm at too, John. I want a rematch. I want to see a rematch between Chiefs and Niners in the Super Bowl. I'd like that very much. I I'm going to pick upsets in both games. I'm going to go Niners and Bengals. A rematch of 40 years ago. Okay. That'll yeah. be their third time. And Niners are 2-0 and with that combination. I, I said mean, a rematch I, of 40 years ago. I don't know if that yeah. was right either. I think they've met sooner. No, well, it was 40 years ago, and I want to say 33 years ago was the other one. So, do you know? Yeah. Did you, do you want to hear some, some interesting news the other day? And, and I can't remember. Somebody, it was on, an, it, it was on NFL, uh, Good Morning Football, whatever it was. They were talking about... Uh, an interesting set of, of thoughts here. One, it's 40 years since that since that that season, that Super Bowl. Also 40 years since the catch, which was also in that year. And that was John Madden's first Super Bowl, if I remember them saying right the other day. Calling his first Super Bowl. So you want to talk about history. We just lost John Madden. There, there's a potential to get a rematch of that. Oh, and the Niners and Cowboys, I believe they said met in the playoffs that year too. You, you're talking all sorts of like historic events that happened 40 years ago. Here we are again. It, it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. And honestly, let's be, let me make it clear. Like this, either one of these games can go either direction because you've got the four best teams in football playing. And it, this, these matchups have all sorts of stories. You've got the Rams and Niners that this is, this is, potential for the Niners to win seventh straight against the Rams or the Rams to break that up. You've got the Chiefs and Bengals. The Bengals story has been so good. This is this is going to be some fun football today. Yeah, the uh, the catch was in a playoff game that got the 49ers to that Super Bowl where they beat the Bengals in 1982. Yep. So 40 years ago, it was Niners over Bengals. <clears throat> 30 years ago, it was Redskins over Bulls. Scrolls down. 20 years ago, it was Patriots over Rams. And 10 years ago, it was Giants over Patriots. Nice. And the Giants were a wild card team that year, by the way, too. And the Niners are the wild card team this year. I'm sorry. I, I just have to. Yeah. Like, this is just some cool stuff. You, this is really you, you cool can, stuff. You can do what you want, but you said that these are the best teams in football. And I disagree. They're there for the a NFL, reason, if Devin. The, if the NFL wanted to get this right, what they would do is they would say, you know what? Never mind. We're going to do Chiefs, Bills, best of seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That would be fun to watch. <laughs> oh, by the way, the other, here's the other thing, too. You, it, I, can't remember, I can't remember where uh, the, the, the Chiefs were ranked, but these are all four of these teams, or at least three out of the four, had to win at least one road game in this playoffs. When was the last time you had road teams ending up in the conference round? All road teams, at least three of the four. I don't, I, again, I don't remember if the Chiefs had a home, home field throughout. I don't think they did. It was the Titans. So all four of these were road teams at some point in time in this stretch. And you've got, yeah, that, I think that's kind of cool. Right? I, I don't remember if they were all road teams. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Let's see. Bengals was road. 49ers was road. Rams was road. Uh, Chiefs was home. I think I think okay. Chiefs, Chiefs have been home the whole way through. Okay, so three out of the four teams had to win on the road to get to where they're at. Like, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Like, road teams coming into this, that's pretty cool. So, 
Uh, all right, we'll see what happens. People are like, why are you guys still talking about this? We, we already <laughs> know the outcome. Because we can. Oh, all right. What else you got, Devin? Um, that's it. That's it. Oh, okay. wait, wait. Uh, Tom Brady's coming out of retirement. Oh, he's not coming out of retirement. He's on well, his way back. City. They said he retired, and then they said that he he hasn't retired, so I figure he's coming out of retirement. 43 years old, I think the guy's done. He's, I mean, he's won seven Super Bowls. Come on. <laughs> come on. I, I saw someone on Twitter say that uh, Tom Brady's going to come back and win one more championship because he didn't get to break the news of his own retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw a tweet from Matt Castle that says, can confirm I texted Tom Brady and he didn't text me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know we'll we'll talk about it when a decision's made i'm sure but uh kind of interesting that there's things swirling i the way he was talking it sounded like he would go but i i i can i can also see him saying you know what this is going to be the last one and telling people up front you know this this is my last year the goat Oh, tweet from Danny Ainge. So you're telling me there's a chance, Tom Brady. <laughs> Hashtag one more year. <laughs> oh, and and, he's, and and already he's talked about as the goat. Would you mad? Could you imagine if he stuck around one more year and won an eighth Super Bowl? I don't know that there would be even be anyone that wanted to debate it at that point in time. Not that I think it's debatable. Does anyone now. debate it now? Yeah. I, if there should, I, be. I I I debate it now. I mean, oh, stop there was it. there was Deflate Gate, there was Spy Gate. Uh, he got beat by Eli Manning twice. Devin, he uh, won seven Super Bowls. Seven. It, it's it's a team accomplishment, and he did it with two different I, teams. Two different I, teams. It, it's it's still still a team sport, and I think that Blake Bortles is the best quarterback to ever play the game. Oh, all you right, and Jason enough. Mendoza will completely agree on that topic. Yes. See, and I can't. John I can't gets even, the reference. I, yeah, I can't even. I can't even. I, I want to argue that there's another quarterback in the conversation is goat because he played for the Niners and that's Joe Montana. But no, no, there is. There's no debating that. I think it's. I think it has to be Tom Brady. It is. Anyway, others can debate. Anyway, say Tom Brady's yes. the guy, right? So. Other people. Okay. He's, he's, he's a system quarterback. I've always said it. All right. Okay, let's move on to just been in, pop- been in really good systems. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, let's move on to pop culture. Alan, what have you watched lately? Uh, trying to think of what I have seen since. Okay, last I know week. what I have watched lately. I watched oh, wait. Coda. Apple TV. It is a movie about a girl who can hear in a family of deaf people, and it's getting a lot of award buzz. And I I did want to watch it. I've had other people recommend it to me, and they were right. It's a really good movie. Um, CODA is an acronym for Child of Deaf Adults, and you you see this girl in a uh, you know a middle class fisherman family. Um, they're all deaf. They make their living fishing, as people tend to in Massachusetts. Um, but she uh, discovers she has a real talent for singing, and so her family can't really appreciate that. But she she gets a music teacher who starts teaching her how to sing, 
<clears throat> she wants to go to college, but she feels like her family really depends on her to be there, to be the, the hearing person who can, um, you know, translate back and forth. And it's, it's, it's just a really well-made, well-done, you know, drama. It might even feel like a TV movie at times, but if that doesn't matter if you're able to execute really well. Um, Amelia Jones is the lead. If anyone's watched Lock and Key on Netflix, um, she's the lead teenage girl on that show. She's really good here. Marley Batten is her mom. Um, Marley Batlin's, you know, probably the most famous deaf actress out there. And there's an actor, I think his name is Troy Kotzer, as her dad. And he's looking more and more like he's going to get nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And he's really good there as well. So, you know, if you have Apple, um, Coda is on there. I would recommend watching it. It's probably going to get nominated for a few things. So, you know, people like me who like to hunt down movies before they get award buzz before they get nominated, um, this, this is going to be one to hunt down. I really liked it. All right. I have one this week, and that is uh, I finally watched, and you mentioned it last week, um, West Side Story. Um, yes. I was a fan of the 1961 rendition or or, or version. Um, I loved it. I thought Ansel Elgort and Rachel Zegler were fantastic. Um one thing I hadn't realized, my wife caught it, and then we had to go over it again. Uh, Rita Moreno, the only actress uh, that was a crossover from the 1961 uh, version, she came. She she played in this one, and she played uh, the wife of the brother back in 61, I believe it was. Um, I think that's what it was. Can't think of her name back then, but uh, do you know what I'm talking about, John? I'm sorry. Say that again. I said Rita Moreno. Yep. She's the she's the one that played from the original, and now she played the wife of the brother. Well, they changed the movie a bit um, to make her the the friar character. Basically, it, it was originally an old man, but yeah, they they brought her back for that role. I mean, they did make some changes that I liked. They gave her uh, the somewhere song, and. <clears throat> move some things around but if you can get rita moreno in your movie you make those changes and i really like that i, I kind of wish that some of the other guys could have had cameos because the original tony and the original riff are still alive but yeah but i mean what i mean is rita moreno i couldn't remember her name and i had to go look she played the part of anita in the original 1961 yeah. So I had to think of the name. I kept saying wife of the brother and I couldn't figure it oh, out. Oh, oh I, I thought you were trying to figure out her modern character. Yes, yes. She's, no, she played Anita she's back the, in the day. She's the sister of, of the leader of the Sharks, yes. Yeah. So uh, overall, I loved it. I thought it was well done. Um, it, it was fun. My, my kids looked over at me as I'm singing some of the songs as I'm watching. I'm, I'm singing them low-key, not being very loud, but my, my kids are looking over and just kind of laughing because they can't believe that their dad knows these songs and is singing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I loved the original, and I definitely loved this one. Um, now, Alan, you watched this one at home, right? No, we went you didn't to, go the to the theater. Yeah. Oh, we went you went to the theater. theater. Okay, so so it's on... It's on level playing field. 
I mean, you saw this one in the theater. You saw the 1961 on opening night in the theater. No, I did not. Um, I grew up watching musicals in my home. We watched it on TV. Don't, don't, don't go there. I'm not as old as you're suggesting I am. I just don't go there. <laughs> I am. I am at a loss for words, Alan. I wasn't trying to suggest anything rude like that. No. Which, which I, one? Do you, which one do you like more? Um. I'm still one for the original. I I grew up in a household where my parents were big fans of all musical. We watched Oklahoma. We watched West Side Story. We, we watched South Pacific. There were so many that we watched and I loved and enjoyed. Um, I liked the 1961 version better. Um, but but I it's only because I have a bit of nostalgia about that one. But I really thought this one was was well done, was excellent. And, and so I did. I loved it. All right, cool. So, uh, like Devin, what'd better. you see? Huh? I like the newer one better. Okay. Ah, great. Now I got to go watch it to break the tie. <laughs> Devin, what did you see? I, uh, well, I, I finished Ozark season four, part one, mm. which, um, now I'm impatiently awaiting part two, which I believe is supposed to be out sometime this year, um, which is nice. I mean, hopefully it's not like December. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. Loved the show. Um, you still got to wait to talk about this till John watches it all. Hello, John. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not in a hurry to finish part one because I know I still got to wait for part two, but I have watched the first three. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you had watched the first three last time we talked. I'd watched the first two last time. I've watched it. Oh, all he's times. added one. He's added one. You're you're doing this old school. You're doing one yeah. episode a week, huh? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm even yeah. scrolling as we speak to see if they've set a date for when part two comes out. But doesn't I look hadn't... like they have. Yeah, I hadn't seen anything. Um, I also started watching Anxious People on Netflix. Um, I read the book last year um, by Frederick Backman, and it was one of my favorite reads of the year. It was either number one or number two. Love the book. Um, it may just be that I'm distracted because I keep finding myself on my phone, and maybe it's because I read the book. I'm just not as engaged in the story through film. I don't know. But it, it's been all right. It, it's a short series on uh, on Netflix. I think it's six episodes, about 25 minutes per episode. So, okay, uh, I'll finish that up today, probably. If I'm not distracted with sports. And uh, the last thing, I guess, for pop culture is... John, did you finish Cobra Kai? I have watched through episode nine. You're fired. Not done yet. You are fired, man. This was like three (laughs) weeks ago. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You're like, hey, spoilers coming next week. We're going to discuss this stuff. And you're just holding up progress, man. (laughs) I I appreciate the intros. Like, you're a nice guy. You do a great job. But if you don't get it together, there are going to be some changes on this podcast. Oh, Oh, yeah. All right, you two have yeah. to wait. We have to wait to talk about this till perhaps next time or the next time or the next time. We'll see how how John finishes out so we can talk about it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the Cobra Kai season finale when the next uh, season comes out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just forget that I you... asked. That's all Is I that got. All you... 
All right. I, I told have one, you. Yeah. I have one last entry for pop culture on our way out. Um, this week we lost a legend musician. But I just wanted to put out there that I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And the great meatloaf passed away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got a, I got a, I got an inappropriate funny story to share, and it's not my story to share, but I saw it on Twitter. Um, I think it's Staircase Wit, is it Cam? Mm-hmm. Uh, shared okay. an email that he got um, from, is it Weber Grills? or It's spelled like Weber, but I don't know how they pronounce it. it yeah, Anyways, they, uh, they sent an email out that morning before it was announced that he passed for their recipe of the week or something, and it was for try this meatloaf and oh. uh they they had to send an apology email a few hours later saying whoops sorry we were unaware of the passing and i just i just thought that was like the most ironic situation that a grilling company has to send out an apology for a recipe i don't think yeah. they ever had to do that and there's no other musician they'd have to do that for nope I mean, uh, unless like the band Cake died, like the whole band. <laughs> yeah, but that's not even Weber Grills, so you can't even do that. You exactly, can't even go with unless they were like, yeah, try our cake in our grills. That that's not gonna happen. <laughs> it was just that is such a missed opportunity. I mean, they could have sent out that tweet, but they could have had the picture of Meatloaf in the Rocky Horror Show where they're eating his body. I think Meatloaf would have found that hilarious, but okay. <laughs> Anyway, I, I had to bring him up. Um, my favorite song he ever sang was Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. But a, a legend, Meatloaf, he was not just a musician. He was an actor. He's he's had his uh, he, he'd really been very much involved in pop, pop culture over the years. So uh, we saw the passing of a legend. So. Um, all right, that's it. I don't know that we have anything else to throw in this week. So, folks, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you along for the ride. Please leave us a review. Um, we thank you all very much. John, take us out. Bye, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.